Hi, I'm Julian, and this is the WLB Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the WLB Podcast. Today we have with us Sri Priya. She's the founder of the Behia Foundation, which is the largest community for women in technology. It helps uh, students who are in engineering colleges and in basically any any gender uh, to actually who is interested in technology to learn about new technologies that are there like flutter or android or you name it they have these peer to peer workshops they have a pahia summit which happens annually with a lot of good speakers um so there are there are a lot, like a lot of events that happen all throughout the year and uh, it's a very close knit uh, community i can say uh let's hear it from her itself sri priya could you go ahead and introduce yourself uh okay so uh i am sri priya radhakrishnan uh, i'm a bsc computer science graduate i passed uh, passed out on 2018 from university college of uh, you know uh, there is a college in changamara park near changamara park it's a uh, directly run by in university uh, then um, i did a few internship then uh, work for an ngo another ngo actually which is based in mumbai uh, i was a stem fellow you know i i'm into this uh, education sector i love to teach kids so i was doing a fellowship there and then after this corona had thing happened i came back and i started working here currently i'm working with a startup called total learning again it's an edtech startup and we are into early education of kids awesome so when did behia start it started like uh, on 2017 uh, me and anfa my co-founder we were studying that time she was second year engineering student and i was doing my third years uh, and we were both from a different background but we accidentally met you know uh, that time i used to go for every event happening in kochi i am basically from kochi and uh, she's from kannur but she used to study in uh, rajgiri so that's how we met you know we used to go for every event so wherever i go she was the only female person i see so then we started going together for the events so that's how we come close and then we decide then we you know start started thinking about you know let's gather some girls together and go for events together So that was the basic idea of you know starting pay here uh, there is nothing like yeah yeah uh, like there is nothing like you know tech in the gender gap or uh, uh, inclusivity nothing like that it was purely uh, our personal interest that we need to go for events but it is very difficult for a girl to get out and you know attend events even if it's if it's a hackathon 24 hours hackathon you have to stay over there and all that so getting permission from home it's very difficult yeah so uh, we thought of you know when we go as a group you know uh, there are small many people right so parents will be less concerned so that was the idea of forming a whatsapp group it was just a whatsapp group uh, yeah that's how pehia started you know, to uh, attend events it was a core idea okay so is that whatsapp group still active yes yes it's still active and we have a discord server also currently you know we switched to discord due to you know everyone is familiar with uh, technology right now so we thought of you know it will be a better place so, yeah 
so do you meet often i mean before covid of course uh, did you have physical meetups uh, on a frequent basis uh, we used to have physical meetup because in pehia you know we are kind of very interested in physical meetups rather than you know this online meetups because we need to connect with people we believe that you know physical meetup is something that actually uh, connects people you know more than online things so we used to host bi weekly meet, uh, meetups and all that uh, around kochi only okay uh, because we were based in kochi so it was more appropriate for us uh, to host events around kochi uh, then after corona nothing like that uh, happened actually but we used to have this volunteers coming for you know work with pehia so we used to have online session with them and we used to host uh, coding competition online so we will chat with them also so that is the kind of interaction happening right now and we are thinking about you know conducting offline events soon okay seeing us first yeah do you have chapters in other uh, cities as well like kerala no uh, but me and alpha used to go for, go to other colleges for sessions but there is no chapter as such because we are still working on it so we this is something that we started when we were so young and the idea or the importance of such a organization started to kick in like recently you know the gender gap in industry the inequalities and all that so we were thinking you know so we need the proper structure to uh, we we are thinking about something that we can replicate everywhere so we need to test so rather than you know host uh, having an 100 clubs in everywhere everywhere we uh, we actually thinking about hosting in some two three colleges in rural areas and then work on it and then improvise and then we should replicate in every throughout india that is our plan right now so did you have to like uh, do you, in these discord meetings do you get any requirements for uh, let's can we have a session for this or can we have a session for that or is it yes uh yes we put out a survey about you know what are the technologies you wanted to learn so there are people who is interested in flutter who is interested in ml ai and uh, deep learning uh, data analytics so we are thinking about you know peer to peer sessions so pehia used to host peer to peer sessions it's more like a combined study okay so combined study we do with friends but here we do it with you know people from different colleges but who have similar interest and there is no mentor or anything if i know something then i will teach them i will share the information with them and we will work on some project together uh, weekly we meet at some place in kochi or somewhere around kerala and we do this stuff so that is the uh, you know fundamental program that we used to run in pehia foundation you know peer to peer learning and it was a quite successful whoever get involved with pehia in the initial stage the volunteers or the team members were from p2p peer to peer learning because there was so much into those uh, activities because it was very engaging and you know you don't feel like uh, too much pressure in the environment because everyone wants to learn everyone is from different background and they are ready to respect others and you know accept others as they are so that is the kind of environment we used to uh, create from the initial days itself so I, I, we want to make everyone comfortable around us so uh, so that the core idea of p2p was a combined study but with you know strangers and but eventually they will become friends so yeah so i think this is something that should be happening in engineering colleges as a part of curriculum that is the application part if the project is 
they currently i think all curriculums are like just theory 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 and just get marks and yes, yes. <laughs> but that does not make you employable so yeah. i think uh, is that like do you have these metrics uh, uh, for you know measuring the success of a particular student somebody came from the industry and taught something so how do you measure the success of that okay yeah and i think this application of um, the concepts that you learn in engineering is really critical because i think currently uh, the curriculum that we have in most colleges is just you know one way the teacher keeps giving you lectures and um, you write notes and those notes are copied and somehow these copied notes make you a nine pointer but not necessarily employable so what you're go- doing with all of these workshops is actually amazing helping them implement what they learn um so how do you uh, measure the metrics of the success of a certain workshop like for example if you had a person from the industry come and teach say aws or any any technology um what is your means of measuring the success of that uh, talk or event or workshop hmm so we uh, we haven't collaborated with any firm right now but uh you know after doing certain projects and we since we have you know got some contacts we recommend these people for internship and all that and so far the feedback is great you know, nobody complains like you know uh, she is not capable of doing this or she is not don't have any idea about computer science it's not like that but it's not like we are training them but they are already interested in this stuff we are giving them a space to you know a comfortable space to learn Uh, that's what we are providing right now and there is no metrics as such that we where we you know uh, measure their uh, learning but in, like i said this is something we started in our early age you know when we are very young that time uh, but we are thinking about it you know how to measure these things and how we can connect with people to mentor us for this so, because still we are we are still learning right so we have only like two three exp- two years experience in this field and the directors there are two other directors right now uh, one is dia and anushri they joined like last month so they are also just started their career so we are not so uh, expert in the industry so we are seeking mentorship from you know community industry experts actually gosh that's a lot of work <laughs> and you also mentioned that you are having a full time job in addition to this and i think everybody on the team is also uh having a, a day job so how do you find the time to manage all of this uh so <laughs> our companies were so open minded you know they let us work for pehia also uh, and actually i got this i the job job i am currently doing i got this because of pehia because i have, i am doing community management here also so they have this uh, mentality i already done this in pehia so i can do it here also so that is the benefit i received from pehia and my other directors they are working in mncs one is working in a startup and another is working in an mnc and the company is pretty much supportive and they seek their advice for you know inclusive activities and all that and which is really uh, you know supportive and encouraging us to do more in pehia mm-hmm. so there is no they are very supportive i'm so happy for you I'm glad your companies understand so um 
think I understand that this started as a WhatsApp group, but now is a registered non-profit organization. Um, but I would like to know what was it uh, that you three had planned initially? Like, did you research and and plan for a particular time to launch and register? Uh, how did that planning go about? Like, when did you think it was the right time to start? There were no plans to register initially, but then we rely, realized, you know, we need to host events and we need money. So, therefore, that we need to get registered. So that's that's the only reason we get registered. Other than otherwise, I, we wouldn't have registered because we need some money to run this program, right? Yeah. So otherwise, we need to charge the people. So we don't wanted to do that. So we, we thought of okay, then we will get registered and you know, raise fund, and yeah, that's how. We decided to okay, then then go. Let's register this. Mm-hmm. So before this, it was just informal meetups. Yes, informal meetups. Yes, yes. And we are grateful to Inku Innovations, uh, uh, co-working space in Palarivatam. So they provided a space for free to host events. So that was a great push initially because we have a space where we can come and sit and talk. So that was really great. And also Kerala Startup Mission, they provided us venue for free. Also Entry, uh, Entry.me. So they have their office space and we used to host events there also. So there are certain companies and people who helped us to, you know, in, in the initial days, they were helping very, they were very supporting uh, you know, to host events, to organize uh, stuff and, you know, connecting with mentors and all that. They were really helpful. So what about your family? Was were they supportive as well of the support? Not at all. Like first of all, they don't. They didn't know that what we are doing. I mean, for in my case, and they don't. I try to explain like a thousand times to them, but still they don't get it. Like you know, okay, Pehia. There is something called Pehia, and what is Pehia? What is she doing? Uh, every day, every Saturday and Sunday, she is going out uh, at ten o'clock or something and coming back at six thirty. And what she is doing? She's asking asking for money and all that, but. They don't they completely have no clue about what I am doing. And when I do remember a, an incident, like uh, we got featured in Malayala Manorama. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it was not paid. Okay. They called us and they wanted to feature us. Okay, then okay, then we will do uh, interview and all that. So we were not sure about whether the news will be on the paper newspaper or not. Mm-hmm. And in my, at, at my home, uh, we subscribe to Madhrabumi or something like that, not Manorama. So I woke up early, I went to the shop and buy this newspaper and I was searching like, usually this kind of um, news comes in the supplementary page, right? So I was going to the supplementary page and nothing, there is nothing there. I was, I got too scared or, you know, upset, you know, the news is not there. Uh, Then I randomly go through all the pages and in the ninth page, there is a half page news about Pehia and there is my pig and Enfa's pig. And I ran to my home. So my father was reading newspaper that time. Uh, then I was like, you know, see, read this. So he was like, okay, my daughter, my daughter. <laughs> and he was going through the news and all that. But I thought he understand. Then after a, an hour or something, he asked, what is Bahia? And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I, I have explained to them like a hundred times, but still they don't get it. Uh, but when it comes to, you know, when we started to go for this transgender community events and meetups, they were a little scared. Because all they know is like, you know, the news coming from the news and all the details about them is from newspaper and TV. So I, that took time for them, you know, for us to convince them, you know, it's just not, it is okay 
to be with them and they are also human beings and now mm. it's they have i don't know how much they have convinced <laughs> i have convinced them but they are okay uh, mm. I, i don't i can't say that they were supportive but now they realize okay their child has grown up they, she can take care of herself you know let it be let it let her to take care of herself i don't know how to say this but <laughs> yeah they are not they are not very supportive but yeah they understand it right now you know we are doing something great or something valuable to the society and us so they are like okay ish they don't stop us right now that's it. that's, that's progress <laughs> but uh, i i love the fact that i read about the how you guys have uh, started teaching transgender folks also how to code yeah. like how did yeah. that start or like what was the inspiration mm-hmm. so uh you know initially when we were trying to solve the problem of women in engineering it was very easy because we were the victim so we know the problem statement very correctly and it was very easy to understand the uh, problem and find a solution but when it comes to transgender community it was difficult because we were outsiders so first initially we needed to connect with them it took one year to get involved in the community then we started going for the monthly meetups which happened in tammanam in arnagulam again uh, there were a community called curla it's again a non profit uh, so it's for uh, lgbtqi community so we used to go for their monthly meetups and you know get involved with them know them better understand their problems so from that thought we decided okay then you know if we get a chance we need to do something for them but it's maybe not coding class because mm-hmm. what they need was basic employability mm-hmm. not you know technology or anything so we thought of giving some uh, microsoft advanced training then maybe an introduction to programming that is the, that that was the initial thought then we get help from martoma nagodia society and they were uh, willing to collaborate with us so they provided a space and they connected with the transgender community and we provided them with mentor mentorship so it was like a 9 10 day camp happened in alua and it was really, it was really a great experience Uh, you know this, there was this storytelling like they sharing their ex- personal experience there were trans women and trans men uh, some were uh, transsexual some were transgenders so it was really uh, thought provoking uh, moments actually you know the insight we got from them it was really great because we never thought on that perspective it was completely different you know some people want to do surgery some people doesn't want to do surgery and that there are so many politics thing and there are so much emotional things they are going through and above all the societies you know our society is stereotyping them so so that was a different experience and yeah we are looking forward to do more events like that but maybe in future we are not prepared yet that just happened like randomly It was not planned like uh, you know we took only 10 15 days to plan that and host it but if we are doing it again then we need a proper plan so we are thinking about it but in future maybe we will do that but it's, but it's amazing i mean that stands out as an example for more people like okay there is a section of the community that is completely ignored and they that also That's need good. to be about you know it's not about it's not just about being ignored but we are stereotyping them you know we think that they don't they are not even educated but it's that not the case i know phd holders i know you know degree rank holders and all that no, i do i do yeah i do remember talking to 
the famous Vijayaraja Malliga. Uh, I mean, uh, she was an MSW rank holder in Ra- from Rajagiri or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it was really inspiring talking to her also. So you no, know, it changed her so much things. You know, the stereotyping mentality. And, you know, even I was uh, like, you know, how to involve. I was unsure about how to involve with them and all that. But mm-hmm. now, it, like, you know. I learned so many things from them. You know, there is so much to learn from them. You know, how bad our society is. You know, those stereotyping thing. They suffer a lot, but it's in our hands. You know, we as a society, we need to improve our behavior towards them. We need to change people's mindset. It's difficult, but it definitely happen. That's so true. If we were just able to change our mindset as a society and accept all transgenders as normal human beings, because they are. I think um, Kerala is one of the only states that, uh, you know, gives them employ that gives them jobs. Uh, I remember reading about how eighty percent of all um, metro jobs were held by transgender folks, and I, I don't think there are other states in India that actually allow them to uh, get education or get a job. You know, there's no check box on their on their forms to even sign up as a transgender, which is sad. Uh, true. I uh, also the first transgender HR person is from Kerala, Zara Shekhar. So, uh, Kerala is making a lot of progress. That's amazing. Yeah. So I understand you all. You three started in twenty seventeen. Um, this uh, group, but is the same team continuing to lead Paya even today? Mm, no. Uh, so. Pehia, uh, when Pehia started, me and Enfa was there as co-founders, and Enfa left the director board, you know, last month. And new directors are onboarded: Dia and uh, Dia Elsa Vargis and Anushree. Uh, both were in Pehia from the initial days itself. They were a part of peer-to-peer program, and the Dia used to volunteer for this transgender community event. So they were there from the initial days itself. Now. they came to a decision making power and we are uh, all, all the people who worked in pehia are now pass outs and they are get you know go, going for job and all that so we are seeking uh, new faces for pehia so we just uh, started our volunteer call today volunteer call for you know we have lot of projects in mind so we need extra hands for <laughs> to execute them so i understand So, Sri Priya, what are the three biggest, you know, or, or you know, what have been your biggest challenges, if you were to name a few, in these four years of running this organization? So initially, it was very difficult to convince others that there is a need of this kind of community. So initially, it was a community, not an organization. So it was very difficult to convince others. they were like you know there there is no such inequality or gender gap in this industry it was very difficult for us to you know convince others that is the that was a main issue but there were some people who actually agree with us and they give us an opportunity to you know pitch in the idea of pehia uh that is the that is that was one struggle then from family there were struggles because that time we were students and we were asking for money from them so there was a limitation uh you know in traveling also we we were uh, not allowed to travel that too, too far so 
that that's the main two restrictions or two challenges we we were facing but it kind of solved right now i guess you know we uh, we travel across the world so uh, there is no restriction in that sense and people are understanding you know there is this kind of inequality or stereotyping in this industry in every every industry that it is there um so people are like accepting this and people right, right now people actually think that there is a need of such organization and things have changed also okay four year ago you know when i used to go for events the only female face i saw is enfas but right now the scenario is different you know more girls are into technology and they really want to do code okay no one is forcing them no one is compelling them to do engineering they they are passionate about engineering and coding so and they are honestly taking effort to attend events and even organizing events they are uh, they are really interested they are there are girls who are interested in doing such things I mean, more girls so that that has changed yes yes there is a change and i'm so glad it's happening finally i mean it's 2021 and i can't believe you you had that problem of convincing people that there is a gender gap and a pay gap i mean i i understand the struggle it's 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 huge it's uh, something that we all have to fight about and the story was pretty similar when i was in engineering to uh, in 2012 and 16 we had like what 23 girls <laughs> and uh, 64 boys more than double so that ratio has always been low like women joining the right courses at the right time uh, that is that is i think still a problem and we need to make people aware about it make women aware about stem courses and increase that ratio somehow that, so uh, uh, yeah that that uh, ratio difference is there so what we thought was like um we should that, that is there is a difference in exposure also the things we are exposed as girls is different than boys right from childhood itself uh, there we are conditioned you know growing certain way you know like certain things like certain colors so that's that stereotyping or conditioning is there from the beginning like from the day one from the baby shower itself you know there is a conditioning so that's how that's why we started of thinking like you know uh, have something for kids also you know get ex- give them exposure to everything equally like if stem i think girls have less uh, exposure to stem education mm-hmm. uh, like hands on projects electronics even i was my college elective was electronics and i have never stepped into my electronics lab but i have passed i have cleared all the exams yes okay. that's true Uh, when i joined fel- uh, my stem fellowship in mumbai that's that's the first time i saw a resistor that's the oh, first time i started handling with electronic components really yeah. really like i i feel pathetic <laughs> initially but that's the situation and i had a like electronics elective and this is the first time i got to do something electronically so that that was really a nice experience uh, <laughs> you know getting into electronics and all that I studied electronics. That is the that's the joke right now. But I think so this right, uh, the exposure uh, people are not even aware about these fellowships. Like uh, if you ask them uh, about grants or publishing your papers, nobody knows. Okay, government actually gives you grants for uh, creating ah, yes. your project on your own, or you have certain organizations to help you uh, get access to those labs. Like I remember my friend Kevin got access to MIT labs in Chennai. There's just mm-hmm. one fab lab. So mm-hmm. people are. 
engineering is just like okay my dad enrolled me in engineering like we just finished four years and then done like nobody's actually putting their mind to it and studying yeah. it yeah or if you clear all the papers you will get placed in somewhere and you will get job and you are secure that's the mentality i mean everyone's mentality everyone wants to secure the job but they don't want to find their passion or work for their passion they just want a job mm-hmm. so that you know society will accept them okay now they are graduate now they have job now they have a, now they will have a beautiful life you know whoever the, you know doesn't get placement is you know mm-hmm. useless worthless i don't know <laughs> so i think this education problem like and then, and then if they don't get a job they have to go abroad and study again they get a, yes, get another degree so the application doesn't happen like i think what you are doing uh, via projects and applications and implementing that what you study like if you're studying android build an android app or if you uh, hmm. study flutter you build a flutter app like those applications actually speak volumes about whether you've learned it or not yes. you know people are not doing hands on projects you know they are more into clearing the exam but there is a you know there are people who are really interested in doing this project but i don't know how much opportunity they have or support they have from their friend circle from their tutor circle from their family to do that right you know rather than by hurting some theory or some algorithm it's better to do a project in that thing right so i mean that that's the culture we need to build what uh, and regarding the school that you mentioned are you uh, have you started any programs or are you planning any programs for high school students uh, i used to go uh, i used to teach them you know take one day sessions uh, but we haven't planned anything we don't have a structure right now so far so i used to work for this ngo in mumbai called universe simplified and they are they are doing great things in mumbai you know in rural area schools and in urban areas they are doing a great, very great job so and like i said before they are not trying to expand it they are they have taken a sample set they are working in certain you know certain amount number of schools and trying out things mm-hmm. and make sure that this works for everyone mm-hmm. and then replicate it so maybe we will do a collaboration with them later that's the idea i have in mind and my team have in mind because they are an open source organization their content and everything is available online so we need to execute them so that's the plan right now but school i don't know how when the schools will get started uh, there are and in mumbai's uh, school system and here school system is way different you know an outside organization that can't get you know in easily we need there are certain procedures and the information about students are very confidential so uh, that part we need to work on maybe we can have a space and you know invite children from different different places to come together and do something so and and for that we really need a huge huge amount you know, the materials cost electronic materials cost so yeah that is something again we are trying to figure out how this is how this how to make this work we are going to figure out so do you have anybody to guide you on this on in terms of uh, the sponsorships whom to approach or which network to pinpoint to you know target in one year Do you have any guidance in terms of like is there any uh, any really there is no ha huh, there is no mentor as such but we have friends who run startup so they guide us actually you know uh, we have a uh, in our conversation pehia is a topic actually so uh, they talk about this they guide us the gay guide us you know it will be better if you do this you know you should have a, a vision this thing 
and pehia's vision is pretty vague right now because it was like 4 years ago's vision ago's vision so it's not relevant right now and we are kind of yeah and we are we are ourselves evolving so we are we are trying to iterate we are going through multiple iteration you know brainstorming having deep deep conversation between us also and asking our volunteers you know what do you expect from pehia Okay, so we were we when we started Pehia, we were students and we knew the problem. But now we are working professionals, so we don't have the connect with the colleges anymore. So we need that community to come to us and tell us what is their what are their problem, what are they facing right now, and so then we can uh, structure create a program for them, right? So that is something we are trying to do and. now we are working professionals and we are encountering problems in our workspace and there are people who find difficulty in workplace so we are thinking about you know how we can take it to the next level maybe how can we help working professionals how we can make an inclusive environment and a better culture to our company so these are the internal things that happening in pehia right now we are not that active right now we are like in a planning stage revamping stage so um how many people are there in the discord server uh, in the community right now uh, and is it invite only or like if anybody wants to join uh, the channel is it open no uh, the common channel is open for everyone and there is no restriction like, you know only boys or girls can join everyone can join even our pehia summit so the annual summit was open to all uh, because initially it was a women centric organization but right now we th- we think like you know we don't need to discriminate anyone but we need to care- we need to make sure that we create a safe place comfortable space for everyone mm-hmm. now we need every gender right that is <laughs> we can't uh, discriminate one gender because of anything but so we decided to we will keep it open for everyone mm-hmm. and we actually ask our uh, men members about you know what if if you are organizing a p2p with mixed genders you know, are, will you be comfortable so we are asking them you know whatever they need we will provide it is it so most of them are comfortable in studying with everyone and uh, we were in you know during women's day and you know women when it comes to women centric events only girls are being part of these events and we are getting lectured and we are talking about our problems and all that and we are listening to our own problems and we will say like yeah i i face that too but this but that is not the point right we need to talk to others you know mm-hmm. other genders see this is happening yeah this is happening and this is our problem but i don't know why people do that if it's a woman woman day or something like that then only uh, the event is completely focused on women and i don't know why so uh, but we need to change that actually we need every gender to come for an event and talk about the stuff so that then only then other genders will get an idea about what's going on here right oh you face this problem so you want a period leave oh this is a thing ha <laughs> ah, yeah true like it's like you know when we come to this age of menstruation and all that we use, we will get a lecture right in schools and there is one particular session for boys and there is one particular session for girls there is no session together okay i don't know why <laughs> I, i honestly don't know why you know they should know right mm, of course and that's when they are able to cooperate and understand 
So we started for our selfish purpose, but now it's a community, it's an organization and we are evolving. We, our perspective has changed. I have, we have seen more world than, you know, the uh, a person at this age, we have seen more world than more people we have to connect with. So if you want to start something, just start something. The, you know, if it's going to fail, it will fail fast. So you can try other thing uh, soon. So try something. Don't give up. Try something. That is the only thing I have to say. I mean, I, I, it just, it just happened to me. Okay, it was. I didn't plan this to happen. But if someone wants to start something, it can be a friends group community. There's no need of you know an organization or anything. But you can gang up with your cousins and do something. Maybe your siblings. Maybe your family. So when I started applying for this fellowship in Mumbai, I had to make. something uh, uh, i had this assignment to complete uh, make a rubber band plane uh, okay rubber band plane it seems very simple but it took 9 hours for me to complete that thing wow okay it took 9 hours to complete that thing i started at 9 o'clock and i ended at like it, it somehow it worked at 9 pm okay mm. somehow i don't i don't say that i will say, i won't say that it worked properly but somehow it worked and my family was watching what she's doing okay and then my father came to me and he started sitting with me and he said okay what you are doing okay i am going to do this then he started helping me then my brothers came my uncle came so i am i live in a joint family so everyone came and we were doing this together so see wow. that so it will increase your family bonding and all that so mm-hmm. try doing something mm-hmm. it can be anyone mm-hmm. one last question what does ahia okay. mean uh okay so pehia <laughs> we selected the name pehia using like random keywords p for power e for empower something like that uh then we realized okay there is no meaning for pehia so then we will go for another another some other name we tried a lot of names but nothing gave the satisfaction that pehia gave gave us then we started searching is there any uh something that can relate with pehia the term pehia in maori language it's a language in new zealand or something uh, so in maori language it means subjugated and oppressed so we thought okay then we will stand as a voice of subjugated so that's nice. how we named pehia so we stand as a voice for subjugated oh that's funny there is no mention of any genders we are open to all Thank you man thank you so much thank you so much yeah thank you you thank you that's it from us for today 
Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed it, do share it with your friends. I will share the Discord link right below in the description wherever you're watching this if it's on youtube or spotify do follow us on spotify and subscribe to our channel on youtube i'll be back with another amazing guest uh next week stay tuned stay safe